Hello, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 342 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, we're using a new microphone and making it meta because the episode is all about adapting to change. Change is hard. It's scary. People will tell you adapt or die. That sounds, that's intimidating. Let's chat. But first, hey, DJ. Gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion. And discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Five, Three, two, one. Hello, friends, Maestro here, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Right off the bat, two right off the bats. I don't even know what that means, but we're going to say it. Two right off the bats. Number one, thank you for the reviews. I'm not sure if there are more than last time, but sometimes, you know, I I went today to look for a past episode and the little number popped up and it was like 215 reviews, 250 like, you know, reviews and then there's like comments, things. And I'm like, it's freaking awesome. So if you've left one ever, thank you. Really, just thank you. Second, second off the bat here is that I got a new mic. And maybe this sounds different to you. Maybe you cannot tell at all. That's fine either way. Wanted to get ahead of that just in case it does sound different. I am trying to work out some of the kinks. So I got a new mic. I had the Blue Yeti for, I don't I had the Blue Yeti, comma, for, a, you know, however, three and a half years. Uh, I just want to make sure you don't think that there is a Blue Yeti for. Right? I've had it for... Three and a half years, the mic that I started out with, uh, I got that mic because my boy Jimmy McKay was like, one, started a podcast, and then I was like, okay, well, what do I need? What do I got to do? And he said, get this, do this, and I was like, all right, cool. Uh, so it is a phenomenal mic. And actually, uh, Courtney, if you could link the opt-in for the, the free download. So if you folks are thinking about starting a podcast, I have a 19-page ebook all about how to start a podcast. You don't need to pay for it. You don't need to pay anybody to do it for you. It's actually not a hard thing to do. It's hard to keep one going. Uh, it's not hard to start one. Not nearly as hard as people would have you believe. So if you are thinking about it, uh, download that that ebook and, and you can check it out. But in there is the mic that I originally started off with, which is the Blue Yeti. And it's a phenomenal mic for anything you need to be doing for podcasting, but I am just about at episode 350. I think this is episode, actually, I have no idea what episode this is going to be. I record the little intro part after I record this main part, but we're getting close to 350. And realistically, I just wanted a different sound. I wanted a bit of a tighter sound. Uh, Part of that would be just having a different voice. So one of the things that the mics pick up and you get more of that like broadcaster studio sound is when someone has a deeper voice and there's more bass in their voice. So that's not my voice. So it's only going to change but so much. But different mics pick up different tones and, and they emphasize different tones and they have they have warmer tones or different tones, excuse me. So 
I just been listening, you know, I don't edit the podcast, but I do listen to parts of the playback and make sure, you know, when I'm listening to, to things as I'm, you know, if I ever want to do any kind of editing before I send it over to Courtney, uh, I am listening to it. And so between that and, and listening to some other podcast episodes, I was just like, I am ready for a different sound. I want a little bit of a tighter sound. And this is a change that I wanted for me. Right. And also, I'm not going to lie. When I was looking at new mics, uh, Shore has their, their MV7, which is the mic that I went with. Uh, they have a limited edition, and the top part is green. It's like very close to Maestro Green. And I was like, they've targeted me. Damn. Of course, it was the most expensive of that model just because it has a little freaking green on it. But you know how I feel, I'll always be branding. So I got myself an early birthday present and we're using it today. I've been playing around with, with it for I don't know, the past week or so, trying to get things as squared away for this. And it, it's a cool, it's a cool mic. I know this episode wasn't intended to be about microphones, but I'm going to talk about it for those of you that are interested. If you have no interest in mics, you could just like fast forward to through this part and then go on to the next part. And the, the whole thing we're going to be talking about today is uh, uh, adapting to change. So just for those of you that are gearheads like me, you want to learn about mics, I went with the MV7, uh, their next level up, which is what so many podcasters have is going to be their SM7B, I believe it's called. Uh, the, the reason I went with this, which is the MV7, uh, is because it's an it is a USB connection, so I can plug it right into my computer. Whereas their next level up, the SMV, the SMF, whatever the heck the other one, the next one is. Uh, SM7B. That's an XLR input. So if you ever looked at like a microphone on a stage has all those big thick cables, that's the kind of input that you need, which means you cannot plug that into the computer. You have to have some sort of audio interface first, and then that goes into the computer. And listen, I wasn't trying to deal with that. Uh, the Audio Technica headset that I have for when I do like my my, my podcasts on the go, which I haven't done in a minute. Uh, but those headsets are XLR inputs, which means I plug them into the my Zoom. H6 recorder, uh, and I record onto like a little, a little memory disc thing. All right? Listen, I can't have the words for it. It's like I know all this technical stuff, and then I'm like, what is that thing called? Memory card. Right? <laughs> That's I record to a memory card. Uh, but the reason I went like like I said with this one is because it is uh, USB, so I can plug it right into the computer. Uh, I did have to change out the pop filter because I was getting some of those. Uh, plosives is the word, those bursts of air. And one of the differences with a different kind of mic is like for the Blue Yeti, I had a pop filter. So if any of you do download the guide that I wrote, you'll see I talk about using a pop filter, things like that. That pop filter prevents the big wind bursts of wind, bursts of air, and it, so you don't get that uh, picked up by the mic. With the MV7, I was having some trouble with that, and I was like, I don't like the sound of that. So I actually bought the pop filter that goes on the more expensive mic. It was like $14 uh, after watching a YouTube review. And now this is the setup that we are with. Now I know this was like, I don't know, five minutes of talking about microphones, but this ties into the episode, which is adapting to change. Because to me, a big part of adapting to change and being okay with change is wanting the change. All of these things and the kind of issues I was having with the new mic and playing around with it and having to sit and figure out new things. It ha I had to use like, you know, I'm putting a compressor on it and a limiter on it. 
all of these things I was willing to do because I wanted the change. This episode and this discussion about change is largely prompted by Instagram. Of course, that's my whole life, right? Prompted by Instagram and the fact that they are really pushing reels, right? They're pushing reels and video. And earlier this year, actually, Adam Mosseri, he's like the, whatever, the, the CEO of, of Instagram, whatever it's called, he made a statement uh, on Twitter, I think, first, that, and actually he announced it on Instagram. I think that's what it was. That basically said Instagram is a video platform. Right? Their goal is to focus on a younger generation. And in looking at TikTok and the user base and how it's growing so quickly, Instagram has said, hey, young people like video. We are going to be pushing video. This is no longer a static app. This is no longer a, an app for sharing pictures. It's about video. And when that, when he first said that, people were very upset. And then it kind of didn't matter because they didn't, Instagram didn't actually change anything. Like they were definitely still pushing reels, but like our feeds hadn't changed. It hadn't affected us directly yet. Uh, earlier last week, that changed. So I opened my phone and I was like, excuse me, ma'am, am I on TikTok right now? Like my entire feed is just reels and videos. Uh, the videos are bigger. So they're almost all, they're almost full screen, which is what TikTok does. And the whole thing was video. Now, I don't love it. I don't love video. I make reels. I make videos. But as a consumer, I actually prefer more of the static posts and I like to read. I don't really necessarily want to sit and watch a video, uh, nor do I actually like watching reels. I don't like TikTok. Those are not, it's not the platform for me. Nothing against it. I'm not here, to, I'm not here to demonize it, but it's not for me. So when that happened, and people started experiencing feeling that change, then suddenly people were like, yo, I don't like this. And I'm reminded, and this is why I was on my own, I was looking through my own podcast episodes this morning. I'm reminded of, of a quote, my favorite quote from Amanda Schultz. I brought her on for episode 333. And she said, people don't resist change. They resist loss. And she said it all the way at the end of the podcast episode. It was in the, you know, the part where I'm like, what's one thing that you, do you have anything you want to, you know, last thing you want to say to the people, anything you want to leave the people with? She, she said it then. And I was like, why you wait till the end to say the, the best thing? But it's profound and it's the whole truth, right? People don't resist change. They resist loss. So circling back to the earlier part of this episode, and I'm talking about microphones for seven minutes. To me, there wasn't a big loss there. I was able to focus on the things, the potential you know, gain because I wanted the change. I wanted the newness. I wanted that new thing. I wanted the possibility of what this new mic could do. It wasn't like someone said, here, you have to use this thing. And I was like, whoa, whoa, but I don't even want to do that. Because then if that was to, if that was to have happened, that's when we start resisting loss. And we're like, but I'm going to lose the quality I had before. I'm going to lose the ease that I had before. I'm going to lose the sound that I had before. And that's going to be something that's you know new and different and, and unfamiliar for my listeners. And then maybe I'm going to lose listeners. So what the, the issue there, what the concern is there is the loss. So as I'm, you know, thinking about a post to write for Instagram, I'm not going to, and like I said, I'm not going to lie. I don't like the change on Instagram. Oh, I felt like there was some, there was some burst of wind there, of air there. I'll, I'll get used to this mic, friends. We're going to get through this. Uh, but 
I don't like the change that's happening with with Instagram and going to video. But and I even said it. I did a, a story earlier in that morning, and I was like, "Is anybody else like embarrassed for Instagram? Because they're trying so hard to be TikTok. Like it's kind of embarrassing, and I still feel that way. But in thinking about this and being resistant to loss, I I wrote a post from there. And actually, Courtney, if you could link that, that would be awesome. I wrote a swipe post, so kind of, you know, made it meta, if you will. And I, the title was like, Instagram is pushing video, what now or what next? And instead of making a video about it, I made a, a swipe post about it. But if you go back in my feed, I have also made a, a reel that said, do you have to use reels? And it's just, both things say the same thing. Both the swipe content and the, the reel that I made say the same thing. And that is an exploration, shall we say, shall we say, of how to adapt to change. And in my opinion, one of the the easiest ways perhaps to adapt to change is to give yourself the time, figure out the way, figure out a way to give yourself the time to actually be able to adapt. So, you know, we kind of throw that phrase around, adapt or die, and there's definitely validity to that, but if you try to adapt too quickly and you just jump into something you know that you hate, then you run the risk of falling into the category of tried to adapt and died. So, you know, there's there's nuance to this and there's nuance to everything. So what I talked about in both posts is what can you do to allow yourself to stick around long enough such that you can actually adapt to the change, aka you won't be so fearful or resistant to loss. So what I'm thinking that you need to be doing, or what you, I don't want to say what you need to be doing, what I'm thinking that could be a good idea to try is creating content in a way that allows you to stick around such that you get some wins. And so what I mean by that is, hey, maybe you do one reel, you do one video, you do a, you know just something very, very small such that you can start to maybe get a little bit of wins in that or get a little bit of familiarity. And so you're not as resistant to the potential of loss, the possibility of loss, because you see that you have other options. Now, right off the bat, clearly I like that phrase, but right off the bat, if you hate something and you're like, I absolutely do not want to ever do it. Okay, I'm not here to force you to do it. This is largely a discussion for folks who are like, you know, I'm thinking about it, but man, fuck, this is hard. I kind of want to go along with it. I realize that there's value in going along with it and and going along and adapting to this change, but it is hard and like it feels unpleasant. What can I do? To me and for me, the answer with that is to adapt slowly, to give yourself time to actually be able to successfully adapt to that change. So, you know, as it relates to reels, and the fact that Instagram is pushing video, to me, the one solution is to, you know, post a, a reel, a video. That's it. Just to start getting a little bit of familiar, familiarity with it. You could also just continue to do your exact same kind of posting if you want to do all, you know, static posts and, and swipes and things like that and graphics. But then you must also take responsibility for the outcome. Right? If you're playing a game and you know that this game favors a certain type of behavior, 
if you choose to not adopt that behavior, then you need to take responsibility for that outcome, which is possibly and probably that you won't win that game. I think a, you know, a kinder approach for yourself is to do a little bit of both. Keep going with your, your current strategy, your current approach, because you, you know it, you like it, it's familiar, it's easy. Keep going with that, but then let's look to sprinkle in some of the newness. Let's look to try a little bit of the newness. The reason I don't necessarily, it's kind of like, you know, I don't really love that burn the ship's models because you have nothing to fall back on and you put all your eggs in this new basket. You're not even sure if you can do it. And then we tend to act from urgency. If that's how you operate, go, go ahead, go do that. For me, it's, that's not the way. So I would recommend a little bit of that both approach. Keep going in the direction that you've been going, doing what you've been doing, and look to start sprinkling in some of that newness. Look to get a little bit of familiarity with that newness. Look to become familiar with that newness. Realize that it's not the worst, not the most terrible thing. Or, you know, learn that it's not the most terrible thing. And if you learn that it is the most terrible thing, then just don't do it, right? You can just say, fuck it, I'm off of Instagram, that's fine. But if you are really looking to grow with this, adapt with this, then you look to sprinkle on some of that newness. And it's happened, you know, I've, I've had like 350 plus people go through the Instagram intensive. And in having worked with all these people, this is something that I've seen Instagram evolve and grow and change. And with that, I have watched the people using it do the same. And I have heard countless times where people were like, they didn't want to do reels. They were like, nope. And then they started giving a little bit of a try. And suddenly they were like, you know what? This doesn't suck. I don't mind doing it this way. I can communicate my ideas in this way and also in the way I was doing it before. But that's because they were willing to adopt and adapt that change. They wanted to be doing it. They gave themselves enough time. They kind of dipped their their foot in. It's kind of like going into the water. Like I personally, I don't just like jump in. Like that sounds terrible. I kind of go in slowly. I'm going to wait for it to be sunny so that I'm hot enough. And we all know that I'm talking about a pool right now. Like I'm not going in the ocean, right? I'm going to wait for it to be hot enough that I'm like, all right, I'm going in slowly. I want to be doing this. And I'm not as resistant to losing that warmth that I had, right? Because I'm like, actually, I want to, to cool off. So they've given themselves enough time to actually not be resistant to the loss. They're okay if there's a loss because they can see what is there, what there is to be gained. So, you know, circling back, ah, there's that sound again, circling back and tying this into the beginning of the episode and the thousand you know, minutes of podcast uh, mic talk that I, that I went into, if we're looking to struggle and suffer less, like, like I really do believe that struggling and suffering is it's a choice, but that, we can say that for another episode. If we're looking for less of those things, less of those feelings as we adapt to change, the biggest thing is that we have to actually want the change. And so if we give ourselves more time and we increase the familiarity we have with the potential outcome, I think personally that we become less resistant to change. We become less resistant to that potential or possible loss. I want to tie this into something that I had a discussion with uh, someone who, I don't even remember who I was speaking with, but something in the DMs uh, kind of speaking about this. And I actually did a post about this, uh, about self-trust. 
Uh, Am- I almost said Amanda. Look at me. Oh, my goodness. Courtney, if you could link that post, it was a tweet. That would be amazing. Uh, but in the post, I said something along, along the lines of self-trust doesn't come from asking others what you should trust. Now, how that ties into all of this is, again, circling back to this idea of wanting that thing, wanting the newness, wanting the change, wanting what could possibly be on the other side of change. And this ties into self-trust because, for me, self-trust is not about having the courage to take action. It's about having the courage to know that you can handle the outcome. So let me open this up so I can get the exact quote. The exact quote that I said was, you'll never gain self-trust by asking other people what you should trust. Self-trust comes from acting, not asking. And then in the caption, I wrote, the reality is that self-trust is not about trusting yourself to take the action. It's about trusting yourself to handle the outcome. So when we're looking at change and we tie it into being resistant to loss, I think that if we get on the other side of that and we say that we know, and not even we say that we know, when we actually know that we can handle the outcome, everything changes. Right? And I know I use change like twice in that sentence there, which could be a little bit confusing, but I'm, I'm working with someone right now, I'm thinking about a one-on-one client that I have, and she's made some, some big decisions in her business, and I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of her. And we were having a discussion last night about how making these decisions and doing these scary things was, was really hard, but then she had a, a big win on the other side of that, and she was like, it felt so easy. And my reflection from that is that these things that we perceive to be as hard, they will become either fewer and farther between as we move forward and we do more hard things, uh, or those will simply become easier to make these decisions and do these scary things, these hard things, because we know that we can handle the outcome because we've had more reps doing it. In the beginning, there's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what will happen. And so maybe we were like, I don't know if I can trust myself to handle the outcome. I don't know because I've never had an, an outcome with this before. This is also why, tying into what I was saying earlier, when we allow ourselves to ease into things, because right, Instagram's like not dying tomorrow. Like your online existence is not like, you know, on the brink of extinction here. But when we set things up and do things in such a way that we can ease into the change, we start to create tangible evidence of our ability to handle, there was another one of those sounds, sorry. We, 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 what was I even saying? We create tangible evidence of our ability to handle that outcome. Right? We've introduced it to our nervous system and we survived and our nervous system says, oh, okay, actually you can do this because that is the biggest thing. Like I, this is why I love what Amanda had said that people are not resistant to change, they're resistant to loss. If we tie into the nervous system, right? Nervous system is always seeking safety. She is queen and always seeking safety. She is resistant to loss, aka death. So when you survive something, we get tangible, credible evidence that you can do this, reassurance that you can actually do this. And it will make it easier to make decisions in the future. It will make it more likely that you are less resistant to change and that you actually welcome the change because you know that you can handle the outcome. I personally, as it relates to to reels and like them pushing video, I'm not like super stoked about it, but I also know that I can handle the change. My biggest resistance, can be, to be completely honest, is that I think that 
by them pushing a specific type of media, it removes choice and agency from the consumer. That is why I don't like it. I think that people should be allowed to pick what kind of content they consume. And I think that was one of my favorite parts about Instagram is that it did have these different parts. You have stories. You have IGTV, which, Lord, I hate those, and I'm glad they got rid of them. Uh, but we have static posts. We had swipe posts. You have IG Lives. We have Reels. We have, you know, carousel videos. You have all these different types of options. So one, as creators, it's great because you can do different types of, of content. But as a consumer, you get to choose. And all of the videos and, and our posts have 2,200 characters allowed in the caption. So you can write as well. So I think that, you know, for me, I am upset because two reasons. One is removing agency and choice from, uh, from the user. And two, I think that it's ignoring what the current demographic likes. And I know that people may throw out that Henry Ford quote, which I feel like isn't even true. Like if you go and Google it, it's like, did Henry Ford actually say that, what was the quote? If I had given the people what they want, I would have built faster horses, not cars. Like, I'm not even sure if he said that. I think if you go and do like, you know, a search, then people are like, yeah, that, that's just a, a cool quote that was never said. But so I, I get that if you're simply listening to the consumer that you may fail to evolve. But I also think that we need to give the consumer more credit and yes, this is a big thing of how I run my own business, is listening to what people are saying, listening around the edges, and not making radical changes in order to adopt, in order to, excuse me, attract new eyes, which is what they're trying to do, right? They are really focused on the younger demographic and bringing them over to the platform and keeping the platform going. And in my opinion, I'm just like, yeah, I get that. But also, there's a younger demographic that will read People like to have different learning styles and also like let TikTok be TikTok. So, you know, t Facebook, what is, I don't know, Meta, that's what it's called now, trying to eat up and adopt, every, ev adopt everyone or absorb everyone, I think is probably the better word, right? We get taken the stories from Snapchat and taken videos and reels from TikTok and just, it's, it's, it's embarrassing to me. You know, I also... I also look at Twitter, and I, I, I don't love Twitter, but I also feel like Twitter will never go away, right? And it's, like, they just do their thing, even, especially, not even when, especially when Facebook goes down, because like, when Facebook goes down, then Instagram goes down, because they're the same. Twitter's just over there, like, look at us, always surviving, doing our own fucking thing. And I'm like, I applaud that. Right? I applaud that. I'm not trying to go onto Twitter, mainly because it's just something else to use, and I, I don't want to go and learn it, which is fine. But I do applaud them, and I do applaud the platform. And I'm like, yeah, you have focused on what you do best, and you're doubling down on it. I know they're trying to add other things in and like become something they're not. There's a, there's a time and a place for bringing in from others absolutely but if you're only focused on what others are doing i think you're missing the boat especially when you have already have a large dedicated audience so i get there's the line to dance there of evolving you know bringing new people in but for me and my business which is why i love running my business the way i do and having it be the size that it is you know i choose to focus on the people who stay the people who are currently there what do they need? What would best serve them? And yes, we can push things forward, absolutely, incrementally. 
uh, not just like radical overhauls and then being like, this is what we're doing now. So, you know, at the at the risk of sounding like a, the old curmudgeon-y grandpa and like, these damn changes today. I don't love the video change, but if we are looking at, and trying to think about the best way to adapt to change, if we've decided, you know what, I want to move forward with this, but it's hard. How can I make this a little bit less hard? I think the answer is you have to actually want the change. And how do we make ourselves want the change? By easing into it, creating familiarity, taking baby steps, getting wins with some of those baby steps, giving ourselves time to get some wins, and therefore or thereby not being as resistant or fearful of potential loss. When we do something quickly and we just catastrophize, which has a time and place, right, in terms of our thinking, it's time and a place, but when we do something quickly and we just think about, oh my God, like if I have to do video, I'm not good at it, and then my people aren't gonna see me, and I'm, I'm not gonna, like, my, my marketing is gonna go down, my reach is gonna go down, and my business is gonna fail, and I'm gonna be homeless and poor. Like, that exit escalates very quickly, but I know that's where people's head go, heads go, and if they don't realize that's where they're going, that's where it's going, which is why people are so resistant to it because they're like, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to want to do it. And they may stop there and just being like, it's hard. I don't want to do it. I don't like it. But if we take it steps farther, it's like, why is that a problem? Oh, because I, my business relies on this. And if I don't do this and my business doesn't grow or my business you know, doesn't sustain, then all those other bad things can happen. So if we take it, take it down the catastrophe hole, we see that's the loss that they are resistant too. So if we're trying to ease into this thing, if we're trying to actually adapt to change, my suggestion is what I said just a few seconds ago, ease into it. Move forward in such a way that you create some longevity. You allow yourself to stick around. You're dipping your toe. And if again, if you're like a cannonball person, you just want to jump on in, go ahead. But if you're not, you're like me. We create longevity, allow ourselves to ease in dip our toe, get some wins such that we are not as fearful or resistant to loss because suddenly we're like, hey, but I can get wins in this way. I may lose that, but I have this thing over here. We bring it all the way back to the beginning of the episode with my trusty microphone here. Yes, I have some losses that I'm going to take some L's, which is I got to spend the time to try and figure this out. I got to perhaps start speaking a little bit differently because the wind that's coming out of my mouth here, and we're getting some of those plosives. I gotta change the mic around. I gotta figure out some new things. I can spend time doing that. But I get wins because I know that ultimately I do have the sound now that I want. I also have a really fucking cool new toy. It's green. I got some branding going on there. Y'all know that I love my gadgets. So as I ease into this, and I can see that there are wins, and I want those wins, Number one, I am less resistant to change. And number two, just kind of tying in what I said in the middle of this episode, I have that self-trust to handle the outcome, right? I can use a new mic. I'm going to get ahead of it and say on the episode, hey, it may sound a little bit different. Bear with me. And I know that I have the, the wherewithal to handle the, the outcome in terms of, hey, if I don't want the sound, how can I change this? How can I work, work around with this? But ultimately, uh, one thing that that allows and why I think it helps you be less resistant to change 
is that there's no regrets at the end because the decision is coming from you. It's coming from something that you want. Again, with, with reels and Instagram changing, it's an external source, force, whatever, Im- imposing the change. We, we don't have a say and it's just like, man, well, this fucking sucks. When we have other changes that we are you know, facing in life, whatever we can do to you know, implement a sense of, uh, you know, I want this, I, am, I have agency in this, that allows us to look back on it afterwards and, and have no regrets about it. When we do something and it's out of our control, we didn't want to do it, we didn't listen to ourselves, we didn't, listen, we didn't trust our gut, we just let someone else dictate it, that's when we start to have those regrets. And that ties into what I was saying about self-trust, not coming from asking, it comes from acting and you, you know, show your nervous system that you can handle the outcome. You make the decisions based on things that you actually want. And then at the end of the day, or, you know, retrospectively, you look back on things years later, you don't regret these things. You're like, hey, I made that choice. Now, I know that the episode is really about adapting to change, but one, we talked about microphones, so I, I don't feel so bad talking about, you know, no regrets, if you will, uh, because it's something that I was thinking about and, you know, in terms of the DMs I was having and that, that coaching conversation that I was having. And I think it really ties into that discussion about self-trust. I have been asked on episodes, uh, excuse me, on podcast interviews and other places about failure. I've been asked about regret and I don't have regret because I have you know, I think back to my mom, I really attribute a lot of this to her. The decisions that I've made have been my own choosing. I don't have regret about going to PT school and having a million dollars in student loan debt. Like, is it annoying as hell? Yes. But I don't have regret about that because one, it doesn't change that I did it. And two, it was the decision that I wanted to make. I chose to do that. No one said, you have to do this. And then it was out of my control and I, and I had to do this thing I didn't want to do. I, at that time, you know, if I knew now what I knew then, or if I knew then what I knew now, would I have made the decision? Probably. That's such like a, you know, silly question to me. But I remember having these discussions uh, and the potential, you know, the, about that student loans, had like a single discussion with my uncle about that it was a lot of loans. And I was just like, I'll make the money. Like it's probably everyone from the schooling perspective probably could have done a better job of like the reality of how much money you actually make and then how much, you know, loans are and interest rates and things like that. But would I have changed? I'd have no idea. I'd, but I remember just being like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And I made that decision. I wasn't forced into that. I trusted myself to handle the outcome. I'm still trusting myself to handle the outcome, but it was a change that I wanted. I asked for that. I decided on that. I chose that, which made it that much easier. But in terms of no regrets, there's no regrets there. So I know we kind of talked about there's some splintering perhaps in this episode, but the overarching theme is adapting to change. To quote Amanda, people don't resist change, they resist loss. So if we can minimize the loss, and that doesn't actually mean like, hey, you're not going to lose anything. If we can minimize how we feel or mitigate how we feel about that loss by introducing you know, 
the potential of wins and the like tangible wins. So we start to get some wins and we can feel them and we can see them. We get some experience with these new things, with what this change can bring, right? We ease into it. We can mitigate that fear, decrease that fear of loss and make it that much easier to adapt to change. I'm looking at the whiteboard. I'm looking at the time. And I think that is all that I got for the episode today. I'm grateful for you for uh, sticking with me through some of these plosives and these you know, wind bursts and the new mic. I don't even know. I don't, I don't want to call it a debacle. It's not a debacle. The new mic experience uh, and my, my discussion today that went a little bit all over the place, but hopefully you felt that I brought it back to center at the end. Uh, as always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. I started off the episode talking about, you know, my gratitude for the reviews. And I, I really, I am super, super grateful. Actually, before I hopped in this episode, I had uh, my girl, Kristen. She was just like, yo, I found myself reciting the intro with you. Not the intro part, but the little teaser kind of thing where I'm like, hey, friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode X number of Maestro on the mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. If that's you, if you recite that with me as well, bless you. I love that. This is just, you all are the best. All right, I'm officially, I need to wrap this up. We're 37 minutes in. Uh, do I have any announcements for you? I don't think so, nothing in particular. Uh, doors will be opening. Oh, yes, I do have one, one announcement. Uh, doors will be opening next week for the Instagram intensive, for round 10 of the Instagram intensive. So perhaps in me talking about reels so much, on this episode, you realize how into Instagram I am and the fact that I'm like always studying this stuff because I love it. So if you want to learn about how to use Instagram for business and not, you know, feel like you're selling your soul, uh, I would love to have you in the intensive. So doors will open on September 20th. Round 10 will begin on January 11th, 2022. Isn't that wild? Six weeks of two-hour long calls. It's, there's a reason it's called the intensive. I cannot have Courtney link the registration page because it, when this episode drops, it will not actually be open yet. But Courtney, if you could just link the uh, information page on my website, we can do that. And then you folks can mark your calendars. And if you're listening to this after the 20th or on the 20th or after, then that page that's linked will actually have the ability to click and go to the registration page. So I think that's probably the best bet. Uh, and if you have any questions, as always, you can DM me or you can text me 310-737-2345. I do respond. Okay, that is it. Need to wrap this up. As always, endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro 